0: Welcome to the DGR Podcast. I'm your host, David Gray. Hello, everyone. David here. Welcome back to the DGR Podcast. This is episode number 59. Hope you're all doing well. I'm going to do a solo pod today. I'm going to have a chat about some questions that I got. Just answer some questions. And I've been getting lots of these type of questions questions. Uh, We're going to talk about like confidence, clarity, uh, criticism, motivation, coaching in the industry, working in the industry, Uh, what else? Have some of these written down, buy-in from your clients and your peers and all this stuff. Um, So I've been getting tons, something must be in the air in January uh, because people are asking lots of these type of questions. I suspect it's because people are like thinking about their goals ahead for the year ahead and like reflecting on the year and reflecting on them as a person and a coach and a therapist in the industry and so I've been getting lots of these type of questions and I've done some business consultations with um other other people in the industry recently and they've been kind of asking some of these types of questions as well so um so I have kind of have them stored up and I wanted to do just an episode where I go through a few things and i think it will hopefully be helpful for a lot of people um and we all have these kind of we all have these issues maybe with clari- clarity or confidence or motivation or things like this so uh hopefully it will be helpful don't worry it won't be like self-helpy like guruy type of stuff i don't think <laughs> at least i don't want it to be uh hopefully it'll be practical um coming to the middle end of january now um Unfortunately we did a I recorded an episode with coach Chris round 2 and my audio was a mess for some reason it was like unusable so uh we had to bin that one so I'm really disappointed about that it was a really 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 good podcast anytime you get to talk to Chris for uh, an extended period of time uh it there's a lot of there's a lot of wisdom in there and uh really fun too oh did i just turn this off hang on Okay, I'm back, and um, so it's a pity about that. Uh, Jeff was our last episode, and then we're going to pop this one up, which you're listening to now. January has been going pretty, actually, no, really, really well for me. I've been really enjoying myself. I've been in. I, I think when I, when one or two things go well for me, a lot of a lot of things go well, and one of them is like. Actually, one main thing, to be honest, is a lot of the time it's sleep for me if I can. And not even not even sleep, like not even the the most important thing for me is getting up early. If I can make sure I get out of bed early, then obviously that means like I will go to bed early. So, but the, the reverse isn't necessarily true. Like I could go to bed early. And then still like lie in bed for half an hour or something in the morning when I wake up or things like that. So like getting up early and that co- that is combined with getting out of the house like rapidly enough, quickly enough and going for a walk early. If I can do that, it seems like my mood is way better. Um, I get that movement in. I I go for a walk with Kira usually if I can and Roxy and like, that's a really good start to the day. And we're not, we're starting off getting that in rather than like rushing to do the first thing of the day. Uh, so getting up early is, is a massive thing for me. Um, my diet is going pretty well. I've been tracking my calories, not religiously, but tracking them on my fitness pal. And, um, not not religiously not religiously but just just keeping an eye on it even doing that is is helpful for me i've been doing some training um i've been much more strict with my hours of work like okay not allowing myself to just spend all day working are like saying, oh, sure. I can just do that. When I sit in the couch later on tonight, no, this is the period of time where I have to work and that's what I'm going to do. So that's been, so that's been good. So I think I've had more structure in my days, getting my steps in, getting up early, which means I go to bed like, and actually sleep, Um, get my steps in, get my walk in, getting some time with Kira and Roxy in the morning, getting to work like having my little to-do list, my two or three main points that I need to get done, get my clients done, um, eating well, getting my training in like all of those things. None of them are difficult to do, but it's just being consistent. Um, getting my posts on Instagram done, get my, my podcast, mm, not so much, but, but yeah, so, t- so things are good and I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it. And I'm looking forward to our trip to Australia in a couple of weeks. I uh, can't wait to meet everyone. The Melbourne, I'll just say it now. Uh, actually, Melbourne workshop is is sold out. Sydney workshop number one is sold out. But then the second week, I think there is a few slots left, not many. So if you're still if you're still on the fence, now is a good time to jump in there. And then the Melbourne, um, on the Thursday before the Melbourne Melbourne workshop, I'm going to do a business presentation with Jamie Smith. Uh, he's going to do one. I'm going to do one. We're going to do, um, kind of a very small group. So there's a couple of tickets left for that. If you want to join us on the Thursday. Uh, I don't know exactly the date. You can find it there if you're interested. Um, it's the let me see. Oh, I have my calendar up there in front of me. So that was Tuesday, thirty first first. I think it's Thursday the second. Uh, that 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 event is on, and I'll be going through like basically everything in my business how i think about it how i how what my business model is what what it's going to be what i'm working it towards um all the way like from that kind of bird's eye view all the way down into the day-to-day stuff that i try and think about when i'm posting on instagram working with clients all that all those things um and just how to make some money uh online so So, uh, yeah, so that's going to be Australia. I can't wait for that. My dad is actually over there now at the moment. My sister lives in Sydney. He went over to visit her. So he sent me a picture from Bondi Beach the other day, and I'm a little bit jealous of that because it's been very cold here, but we will be there very soon. So, um, okay, where are we going to start? We'll start with this. Any tips... For dealing with criticism for people uh, uh, from people on Instagram, um, it's quite an easy answer, I think. Um, easy answer, less easy to adhere to, maybe, but uh, definitely definitely not easy to adhere to, but it is an easy answer for me. And I would say don't accept criticism from someone that you wouldn't take advice from. So when you look at that person like And they have an egg as a profile picture uh, and an anonymous account. And they're criticizing what you're saying about some movement or something like that. Like, would you take advice from an egg? No, they don't even have a profile. So like they, they're ruled out immediately. So don't take criticism from them because you wouldn't take advice from them. Um, Then there's like the next category, which is some random go to coach or something like that. When you look at them, they look very angry a lot of the time. And, um, not just I don't mean just them, like not all of them, but like for example, they're very angry, they're very like, okay, this is the way things have to be done. Like everyone, this, 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 this. So, like, would you take advice from that person? Absolutely not. They don't even have their own life together. Never mind, understand uh the nuances of movement. They've just been told something from someone and that's their religion. So, would you take advice from that person? You wouldn't. So, why would you take criticism from them? Okay. Um, and then the but it does it does go the other way as well. So the next level is like, okay, here's someone you respect who's maybe giving you criticism. And it might not be like attacking you, but they're saying, like, I'm not, I'm not sure I agree with that. Here's someone that's that looks like they know what they're doing. They've been doing this for a while. Um, and that that could go for the the previous like go to coach or any of these people. Like maybe they do know what they're talking about. Maybe this person seems to have their head screwed on. So maybe you would think, okay, maybe I would take advice from that person. Maybe I would consider that. So maybe I should also consider their criticism. And if it is someone like that you respect who is saying, I disagree with that, Uh, I disagree with what you're saying there, then like then they probably have a reason for saying that. And maybe you should actually, like, it's not about dealing with the criticism. It should be like, okay, I actually need to an- analyze myself and what I'm saying in this situation and thinking, mm, maybe I'm not quite getting that thing right, okay? So that's what I would say. I, I think a nice a nice filter, and look, don't get me wrong, like, I struggle with this, we all struggle with this. No one likes to be criticized, like, so it's just, it's as simple as that. But I tried to be unemotional, and that happened recently enough. And I actually was so proud of myself. It wasn't just like a, it wasn't just a me me reminding myself, okay, like, don't, don't worry. This is just someone on the internet saying stuff. It was actually like, I was completely unemotional about what they were saying. Like, couldn't give a crap. Now, partly it was because that person looked a little bit like a serial killer <laughs> uh, or some kind of psychopath or something. I was like, this person is... Is just, is just, yeah, they look like a serial killer and like, I, would I take advice from no? So like what, what they're matter, what they're saying doesn't actually matter. So that's what I would say. Good proxy. Would you take advice? No. Uh, Then don't take criticism. Would you take advice? Yes. Then, okay. Let's understand their criticism and try and maybe improve our own point of view. Um, Second one, um, building clients are, sorry. Any suggestions for building, not clients, building confidence with clients? Um, I think this just comes from working with clients. So confidence. I actually think Alex Har- Alex Harmosi has the best take on this by a country mile. He, like, he nails a lot of stuff. And I think he has the best take on this by far with regards to confidence and i don't have the quote in front of me but it was something like you don't you don't build confidence by shouting in the mirror saying like i'm the man or talking to yourself in the mirror saying i'm the man i'm the man i i i'm i'm going to be confident you build confidence by doing the thing over and over and over again and building a ton of proof to yourself that you actually are the person that you say you are so like I can, I can tell myself in the mirror all I want. Like I am a great golfer and then I go out and I keep telling myself I'm a great golfer and I keep fucking hitting the thing into the trees. Uh, so like, I know I, I can try and trick myself, but ultimately I am not a great golfer. Now equally, like there is self-talk and things like this. Like it, it it is important. Like it is important not to be putting yourself down all the time. Definitely. If I always tell myself, like I am a shit golfer, like, there's only going to, one thing is going to happen is I'm definitely going to hit the ball into the trees. So like, there's a balance, obviously, and some people are better at finding that balance and just accepting what they are and moving on. But ultimately, the only way you actually realize, or you can actually on be honest with yourself and accept, and have the confidence to say i am good i'm i'm a good coach i'm a good therapist is by proving it to yourself not by asking me or asking someone else to help with your confidence it's getting in there it's getting your wins getting your losses and building that uh, proof to yourself over time i'm good at this i am really good at this i'm getting better at this i'm not always perfect i never will be perfect there will be times when i struggle but i'm get, i am i am good at my job and that's a how you build confidence, I think, is building is doing the thing and building, getting proof of, yeah, here we go. I'm I'm good at my job. So uh are you are you who you say you are? Um the answer is yes or no. And only if you really know that. Like you can put on confidence, but only really you know that. Um, I do think that there is a time and place to to be the type of person that says, like, I am really good at this, even if you don't have the proof for yourself and even if it's a little bit of a kind of a lie and i suppose to go back to the i i just mean to say that to yourself not to say it to others but like even to go back to the previous thing about what i'm saying about like uh getting up early for me it's really important uh really really important like it sounds such a simple thing, but I know I know like my life a lot of a big part of my life would be really good if I could just stick to getting up really early and going for a walk i would I would feel great um how simple is that so like do i do I tell myself like I want to get up early? No, I try and say like I am an I'm an early riser. If someone asked me like Are you an early riser?" I would say yes, I am an early riser. I, I identify like that. That's something from uh, James Clear's Atomic Habits. I think uh, like he talks about like I say I not I want to or I'm trying to. It's like I am. I like. It, there's a big difference between saying I don't. Sorry, I'm trying to give up chocolate for Lent, or I'm trying to not eat chocolate and. Uh, I don't eat chocolate. So like someone, you go to someone's house, you're, you're on a diet, you're trying to cut your calories, trying to lose weight. You've decided chocolate is one of the things you need to cut out. They offer you chocolate. Uh, you trying, you saying to them, um, no, I'm trying not to eat chocolate is... It does leave that this happened to me recently. It does, someone poured me a glass of Baileys when I went over to someone's house to help out with something. Um, I just wanted to do a couple of movements with them. Um, They're quite unwell and I was trying to help out a little bit and uh, their dad poured me a glass of Baileys and, or no, asked me like, uh, do you want a glass of Baileys? I've, I heard you like Baileys and um, only happened a few days ago. And I was like, no, I'm, I I I'm, um, what did I say? I'm like, no, I, I think I'm like, I, I'm trying to do j- dry January. No, no alcohol for me for January. And I haven't had any. Um, And he was like, ah, go on. You'll have one. You'll have one. You'll have one. And I was like, okay, like, okay, go on. And I had, a, I had a glass of Baileys and like, not the end of the world run, like a small bit of Baileys or whatever, but like, I know that situation would have been much better if I said, I'm not like, I don't drink, I don't drink in January or I'm not drinking this January. Are like yeah, I I don't drink in January. I I don't drink, or I don't drink on Wednesdays, or something like that. Not like I'm trying not to. So building confidence with yourself is is getting the proof that you don't that you are the type of person that you say you are, or that you want to be, and that comes from doing. But then there is that kind of gray area, like James Clear talks about, where where they say like I. I am instead of I'm trying to. And that is a big, honestly, that is like, I know that sounds self-helpy, but that did help me massively last year with my content creation on Instagram, putting stuff up. I was I, I changed the conversation from like, I, I changed it to kind of like, I post every day like that. I just do it. I, I I don't stress about it. I don't think about it. It's not a question. I just like, I post every day. Doesn't mean I do post every day, but that's my attitude to it. Um, So I post every day. I'm not... I'm trying to do this or like, I really want to do this. No, I, I am that person. Okay. So, uh, confidence, go and do the thing, prove it to yourself. Uh, next one, uh, where do you get the motivation to continue to want to improve as a coach? Um, I don't, uh, I don't always have the motivi- motivation to continue to want to improve. Uh, I definitely go through periods where I really couldn't be arsed, like studying anything or, Anything like that. Uh luckily, I think if you're working with clients, like you're going to if you just continue to work with clients and see different types of people, you're going to continue to improve regardless. Um, I hope hopefully, at least at least if you're giving your attention to clients, which you will look at some coaches on the gym floor in particular and therapists as well, actually, where like they're just going completely going through the motions. So when I'm with a client, like I I I really I try my best and I hope a lot of my clients would say this about me, but maybe there would be ones that would say differently, but I really hope they would all say like, even if, we struggle to get the result that we wanted, which of course is going to happen. That like I gave it my all. I really did. And I think if you're giving it your all, you will improve. So luckily, you don't necessarily need motivation um, to always be like trying to improve. Just putting yourself in the situation, I think, will will help you improve. Um if you're intentional, if, if you're intentional and you're giving it your all. Um, in terms of like studying and uh watching videos and listening to things, I don't always have the motivation, but I also don't really rely on motivation. And sometimes you need a break, but like I don't always rely on motivation. I I don't rely on motivation at all, actually. I just feel like if you're a coach or a therapist in the industry, uh, you have a moral obligation to your clients, to yourself and to your craft, um, and to your like to your soul, to your inner being, to to and whatever way you want to think about that, it's fine, but like to You have a moral obligation to improve, to do your very best, to get better at your thing, to do better so you can help your clients more. So you can show, not show your peers, but like so that you are propping up the industry or you're being the 1% that's helping it, it get off its knees and helping your clients get off your knees, its knees. And like, I think, and I haven't necessarily always had that attitude in the past, like even... If I had jobs like back in fucking working at McDonald's, which I did, uh, different things like that, I would have been like looking for the shortcut kind of or like, oh, I don't give a shit about this job. I am just going to like write it out here and just do, the, do not the minimum necessary, but certainly not like go over, go above and beyond or anything like that. And I don't mean being teacher's pet or anything, but like I should have been doing my best for me. I should have been making sure that I'm proud of myself when i'm leaving like i'm doing a really good job and sometimes i wasn't doing that so i think we i think and that honestly i think that just hurts us at the end of the day personally it hurts us to to leave and and not actually know that we did our best and that means that means in our work life in our relationships in our business stuff all that stuff you really get something when you really just do your best even if you you win or you lose it doesn't matter if you know and that goes like 100 goes back to sport the losing hurts I'm a very competitive person but there's probably games where I look back and I'm like fucking hell like I actually had more to give and I didn't give it and that 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 is the annoying part not the losing necessarily the losing hurts at the moment but the, the other thing kind of lingers on. So where do you get the motivation? Forget about that. Just just you have a moral obligation to improve. Just remember that you have a moral obligation to improve as a coach. You 100% do to yourself and to your clients and to the industry as well. So if more people had that attitude, we'd be in a better place, I think.
1: Um, okay. Hey, guys, it's Coach Chris. You guys are used to hearing me taking you through what many have described as the world's best weekly pre-recorded exercise class every thursday on dgr interactive but today i have my podcast hat on i'm recording a mid-roll ad for the podcast my first hopefully you guys hear me here again if i get the green light Um, and inspired by a recent ai chat that david had on the podcast i've actually asked chat gpt to write the ad for me so let me know what you think attention all podcast listeners ready to tackle your injury head on david gray's new achilles rehab program is here to help With expert guidance and personalized attention, you'll be back in action in no time. Don't let injury hold you back any longer. The links to join the program can be found in the podcast notes. So take control of your recovery today. Not so sure about that one. Maybe I need to get a little bit better at uh, ChatGPT. So check back in with me the next time. Enjoy the podcast, guys. Uh,
0: Next one. As a coach in the industry, do you think wages should increase and coaches should earn more? Um how do I go about this without offending people? Um do you think wages should increase and it and coaches should earn more? You do hear a lot of chatter about this online that like and and, and now like like this is a very broad one. So coach, like so what type of coach? in what like the industry is a broad thing, but then there's like personal trainers, there's online coaches, there's strength and conditioning coaches, um, working in amateur sport, working for themselves, working for organizations, blah, blah, blah. So there's a lot of different, um, there's a lot of different, uh, things to try and cover here. So I won't get into like individually. Uh, I don't know enough about like I know I hear SSE coaches aren't paid particularly well in professional sports and they're asked to do long hours and and things like that. Um, you hear that from some parts. I, I honestly don't know enough about it. I don't have a reference point to really compare. Um, so I don't know. I, I did work in one of the, those settings before, but that wasn't at a time where I was particularly like money wasn't my motivator. So I was just happy to be there at the time and was learning a lot and was enjoying it. So money wasn't my motivator at that time so i didn't really think i was being underpaid at the time even if i was i didn't care and actually like i didn't want to do the job for free but i probably would have done the job for free if i needed to so do you think yeah look i i'm i'm a capitalist i think i i like to let i think the free market should 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 decide so like people will be critical on social media of these big so these big instagram coaches uh like with big followings who are obviously earning a lot of money but like no one is i i know some of them like might be con con many kind of stuff right and that's that's a little bit different but for the most part like they mostly believe that they're doing the right things for their people and and no one is no one is forcing people to pay them money. No one is saying, like, th- those coaches that when they put up a video on Instagram and say, like, buy my template, this and that, they're not forcing the person to buy the, the, the thing. So, like, the, the, the people that are giving the money are exchanging value. They're saying, yes, you have convinced me with your work over the last X amount of time that I should buy your thing. So, like, the market is deciding and you shouldn't be critical of these people for, for making money, making a lot of money and saying like, Oh, I'm a better coach than that person, but he earns a million dollars a year and I earn $20,000 a year. Like you shouldn't be critical of that person. You should think, what is he doing that I'm not doing? What like he's doing something that you're not doing. And it's not to say that he's a better coach than you, but maybe he is. Maybe his communication skills are better. And maybe you're not that good a coach if you actually can't convince someone to get, get to get people to work with you in the first place. That is part of coaching. Apple would be, what would be the point in having the best phone if no one would actually buy it? It's like, okay, once once I get it in their hand, I know they'll love it. And that's a lot of coaches. Once they come and work with me, I know they'll love it, but I can't get the, them to come and work with me. like. That's part of the job is getting people in, getting referrals, getting word of mouth, using your marketing, using your brand, using your voice. That is like it or not, that is part of the job. So should you earn more money, I want to normalize. Ultimately, I want to normalize coaches and therapists making a lot of money and i mean a lot of money i want to normalize that and i want to normalize them having a shit ton of fun and getting a lot of job satisfaction and uh, getting unbelievable client res- results and also having a- an unbelievable work life balance or whatever that means for you so i want to normalize all of those things but i know that that's not going not going to be normal for every single coach So, my part of my goal is to normalize it for the people that are interested in listening to this podcast, for example. I want anyone who listens to this podcast and is actually honest about trying to get better results for their clients. That's why I talk about some of the business stuff as well, because I want to normalize them actually understanding how this stuff works, how you can make money, making more money, getting better results. Uh, having more fun in your job, having a better work-life balance, all of these things, I think it's really, really important. Okay. So should you earn more? No, is the answer, I think. No, you shouldn't. You don't have a right to just earn more just because you're a coach in the industry, just because people are whinging that they're not earning enough. I don't think you should just earn more just because you want to earn more or because the average is low, be better than the average, be be way better than the average. So like, should a coach earn more on average, should they earn more? Look at what a lot of coaches are doing with their clients. The answer is no, they fucking shouldn't. They're, They're terrible at their job. Therapists are absolutely trash at their job. No, they shouldn't earn more. And it shouldn't be, okay, if I earn more, I would go and learn more and get better results. That's not how life works. You work for it and then you get it. Okay. So I want to normalize that earning a shit ton getting great results having great fun um enjoying your job helping and and also sorry last most important thing there is being a good person so that that needs to be normalized but that won't be normal for the average coach but it's normal for hopefully the people that um that are interested in, in this stuff. It's no. it's not, it's not uncommon for them to earn a lot of money and get great results and have a lot of fun and be a nice person and enjoy their life and blah, blah, blah. So I think that's normal for them, but it's not going to be normal for the industry. Um, okay. So sorry, it went on a little bit there. Uh, okay. I think last one, uh, how do I get the other coaches and physios to buy into all of this stuff that you talk about? I have seen great results with my clients, but they haven't embraced it yet. Um, okay. So how do I get the other coaches and physios to buy into all this stuff? Um, so obviously like having conversations, so having conversations with other coaches and physios and are, yeah, just, just anyone that you kind of work with, like, you should be talking to your peers and your friends and stuff about like, here's what I'm learning. Here's what I'm doing, blah, blah, blah. But I don't think you should try and be trying to convince anyone to buy into it or anything like that. Uh, It sounds like he might all be under the one roof as coaches and physios and under the one roof. But regardless, you should be not should be but it's nice to talk to your your peers about like oh what way are you working at the moment oh i've kind of changed my mind on x y and z this is what i'm doing with that thing at the moment this is how i'm writing my programs now blah 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 so that's i think that's important to get different points of view but how do you get them to buy in i i I don't think it's the same as someone asked uh asked me recently like how do i get my dad to do lower body basics i was like or how do i convince him to do lower body basics i was like hmm like, if you're asking me how you get how you convince him to do lower body basics, then I don't know if I can help you because you know him better than me. And if like he probably he probably just won't do it if you're really if you're having to work hard to convince someone. So how do you get them to buy in? I think the I think the best and mostly the only way, if they're not necessarily super interested in in what you're saying when you're just having these conversations, is to just be. Like to just set an example, to be honest, and be an inspiration, and an example to them based on, like I was saying before, like they should start to see the results that you get with your clients. They should start to see how much happier you are and how much more clarity you have when you're working. So like when they see that, or that you're so much more clear in your assessment than me, your coaching has improved the way you use your words is improving uh, your clients are looking much happier they're having more fun in their sessions imagine that your clients are actually having fun you can challenge them you are you are the boss you are um you are not just pandering to them them saying okay rub this area oh i'm a bit tight rub that area no you are you are the one leading the sessions you are enjoying it you're able to take a little bit of a back seat in terms of i'm not the one working my arse off trying to get this client i'm telling them okay okay next exercise or that's good but we're going to tweak it up a little bit uh so like you're being an inspiration and an example by showing them how much more fun your sessions are how much fun you're having how much fun your clients are having how much faster they're improving how much more maybe money you're making now if you're all under the one roof maybe you're paid a set rate or whatever but like um or maybe or maybe not uh maybe not maybe it's based on client retention or whatever but like how many how many ha- how quickly will will one of your colleagues or your peers start to pay attention if you get all ref- your clients are like referring all of their friends and your books like people are screaming to get in with you um but they're not getting any of that like of course they're going to start to pay attention so the easiest way is not to tell someone like this is this is the way i think you should do it you really need to check this out it's to show them by getting great results so uh that social proof is the biggest is the biggest thing i think so if they haven't like embraced it just with conversations already even if it hasn't interested them interested them then you just need to set an example and honestly like if it if it doesn't if they don't like who cares who cares so you can just be oh maybe look no not who cares maybe you care maybe you want to feel like you're all doing similar things together but uh i would say kind of i would say like who cares it's not it's not the end of the world you don't need to convince anyone so uh yeah okay so i think that's the the podcast few things that uh keep coming up over the last few weeks And um, hopefully it's a little bit helpful to people. Maybe, maybe not. Um, As always, you should jump on DJR Interactive if you're interested in learning more about biomechanics and rehab and coaching and assessments and just every single thing that I kind of talk about. Uh, There's a ticket left for, a ticket or two left for Sydney. Um, There's a ticket for the business event with Jamie in Melbourne, I think on the 5th of Feb. Um, So that would be really good. Uh, night if you want to come to that Um, we're spending three hours there Um, and then what else lower body basics upper body basics core basics goes without saying that you should own all of those one guy actually on my story said um, I put up a and a box on Instagram and he said that he oh I just bought lower body but finally bought lower body basics after years of listening to your podcast so like this podcast I presume and then other podcasts that I've been guests on and I really was like that actually stood out. I was like, I taught everyone who listens to the podcast. Cause like probably between 800 and a thousand people will listen to this podcast over the next like first couple of weeks that it comes out or first week or so. And we sold 10,000 program, lower body basics programs. So like surely out of the 10,000, the thousand that spend half an hour or an hour listening to the podcast have bought it, but maybe not. Maybe you're one of the people, one of the 1% that haven't. So you should. Um, so check out lower body basics, core basics, and upper body basics, and then obviously DJ Interactive uh, for all the top process and the theory behind all of that stuff. Um, people do ask me all the time, like, "Oh, I'm a coach or I'm a therapist. Um, should I buy Lower Body Basics, um, or should I just jump straight into DJ Interactive?" And I do think like getting Lower Body Basics first is really important because it just it just gives you such quick wins. It's it just. I, I I, look I know that's that's me saying that and I'm biased blah 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 I, I am I am I'm not I'm not going to say otherwise but like I think just seeing the exercises seeing how it's structured seeing how I coach some of the exercises it gives you things to use and feel and it, you, you get the exercise library and all that stuff and I, I I do think it's a really quick easy win for for a lot of people so so yeah hope that podcast was helpful and um I will talk to you guys next time. Take care.